Welcome to the Men on Purpose podcast, featuring dynamic conversations with emerging and established visionary men on purpose. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate the men on purpose who are committed, creative, courageous change makers, living their best, most fulfilling life possible. Now, here's the host of Men on Purpose, Ian Lobos. Okay, Men on Purpose community, here we are, another week and another episode with my man Aaron Belke and I, just hanging out, talking about anything and everything that that we feel we have an expert level of some kind on, right? I guess that sounds, that sounds kind of weird, but we, ha- we, we have worked through these things. We have done these things. We have gone from a certain place to a certain place, and we feel like we want to share. So every week, we're bringing you information on a subject that we our clients, frankly, the world sees as a challenge or a problem or something that they're trying to figure out or get over or get through or whatever. And we're just here to offer some, you know, insight as to how you might be able to do that. It's a, it's an easy thing for us because again, we are having these conversations normally. And so now we're just opening the mic and the camera up so that you can just be in our world as we're having these conversations and, and take what you need. Remember the pen and paper. You take one little morsel or you can write the whole thing out and take the whole thing. It doesn't matter. Whatever you need, it's here for you. And that's it. So let's get rolling. Today we're talking about how to find a business partner or well, partnership in general. Yeah. And, part, and, and maybe not how to, like we're not going to give you a guide on attracting, being yeah, attracted to or attracting the right partner. Very much. And, and knowing the difference between a good partner yep. and not a good partner. Oh yeah. Yeah. Been through some, <laughs> some stuff on that. And ironically, I haven't. Right. And hopefully we can both kind of share sure. opposite sides of the coin. Um, I was thinking about this while you were talking, you know, there's, remember that, that show Mike and Mike in the morning. Yeah. This is like Aaron and Ian in a loft. Aaron and Ian in the loft. And when you're like, <laughs> we'll have our own theme music. Coming episode four, we'll start having theme music. <laughs> uh, but this, this is an important subject. You know, I've seen a lot of uh, friction between business partners. And, and that may be inevitable, but there's positive friction. There's negative friction. Sure. And we're all looking for the right person to, to support us along our journey. And maybe today, if you're in the hunt for a business partner or, you know, you know, your, your strongest and best core competency, but are looking for something to complement that, uh, we can help you navigate the, the journey and the exploration so you can find that partner. Totally. And so check it out. One of the things that we've got to mention each time is Aaron and I are doing this because we're, we're men on purpose and we take action quickly. You know, the moment that the first time we did this, I said, you know, we should do, we should be, we should be recording this. And the mics were out and Aaron set up something for like three hours and then, like, <laughs> and then we were recording and then the, you know, our editing team loved it and, and we're just going to continue to do this. So if you're a person of, of intention and purpose, or even if you're not, and you want to be, 
taking action is being on purpose. So if there's something in this that, you know, listen to yourself, feel yourself, understand what's going on while we're talking about some deep level stuff, some pain points, some fear points, like this is partnerships in business. This is partnerships in marriage relationships. This is all partnerships, but understanding and knowing yourself, what you're great at, what you're not, where you need complementary skills from someone else and how you can benefit a partnership and how that partnership can benefit you. So with that said, if something rings for you, if it scares you, if something comes up and you're just having some struggle with it, get on the website, ianloboss.com or mentalonpurposepodcast.com, click the apply button, fill out a little form. It comes over to us. We're not going to bite your head off. Just ask us questions. Come through and just say, hey, this is what came up for me during that partnership episode or the mission episode or what. Do whatever it is, don't be afraid to take action because people on purpose take action. So hit up ianloboss.com forward slash apply, click the apply button. It doesn't lock you into anything. It doesn't ask for your credit card. It just says you're ready to have a conversation about where your life should be going based on your choice. If your life is perfect, great. Don't click. <laughs> and if you think that your life could be somewhere different, and that's on you. If it could be somewhere different and you're not fulfilled, you're not reaching your potential. If you're not happy as much as you could be in your business, your money, your relationships, your fitness and health, click and reach out and we got you. We'll help you out. So with that said, let's talk about partnerships. Let's do it. Yeah. I've had a lot of partnerships in my life. And I watched my dad have a lot of partnerships in his business too that were, I think they were purposeful until they weren't. Some of them were convenient, some of them were purposeful, and then things change, people change, situations change, likes, dislikes change. And so the partnership changes and you have to flow with that. You know, and there's also a lot of pain in partnerships. And so that's why I'm saying I'm, incorpor I'm incorporating the, the marriage and the business partnership because we're like a romantic partnership because that's all the same. It's how you show up or what you need from somebody, yeah. you know? And I think that too many people, they find a partnership too early in life, like with a romantic partner that, that fills voids for them and they don't understand who they are enough. And then it gets rocky and it gets turbulent and you never took the time to actually figure out who you were in the partnership you slot it into a role and when that role changes or when that person's role changes on the other side, you're like, what the hell? This isn't what I signed up for. I don't right. you know. You're not growing together. It's the same with partnerships. No, there's a lot of similarities. And I, I would say as a guy that's not married, I've learned about relationships through my business partnership and navigating the, the changes and the challenges and all of the pieces of a business relationship that's blossomed over many, many years and had ups and downs and, and contests and, you know, these beautiful moments of like mending and repair that, that I could take into a romantic relationship and say, okay, now I understand why this is important. And now I get why the commitment is needed to really create something magical. Totally. And I, I didn't have that before. I used to think that a partnership was there to fill voids. Yeah. And I've learned that a partnership is there to complement each other and strengthen each other in the foundational level so you can rise up. Nice. And so I know that my, well, let's just talk about, let's talk about some failures in partnerships. 
I know that my experience with partnerships has been, I was looking for leverage. I had fear and I guess a lack of confidence in myself. And I was looking for someone else to fill that void. And the last partnership that I had where it all taught me a very valuable lesson and I actually shifted like real big shift was last year when I had a partner that was just, just out in the, out in the wilderness off left field somewhere, like issues behind issues, beyond issues. And I can tell you from the first time we started talking about partnership, I was excited because I, I saw as a leverage piece that would help me make more money without me doing as much. Mm-hmm. And that was dangerous. That's like for people that get into a romantic relationship in college or soon after who are like, I don't feel like searching anymore. Uh, this, this, this is pretty good. Yeah. And they know it's not for them. They know that it doesn't work a hundred percent and they just, they're going with the hope model. Yeah. And so I equate it to, you know, when something works like 95% of the way, it's still not working. It's like if you hug somebody and put a tennis ball on your chest. And I had this analogy with my dad, like I had this beautiful relationship with my dad and everything was out in the open, except there was still this like something there. It's tennis ball, like we hug, there's a tennis ball. Just imagine that. And when you remove that, you're completely clear. And so this thing with my old business partner was something that I just couldn't put my, my finger on. It was just a, there was a level of trust that wasn't hundred percent complete. And that ended up biting me in the ass in the long run. And it wound up taught, teaching me a lot. And I'm the person I am today because of all that. But to tell you the truth, all the signs were there and I get it hindsight's 2020, but like I should have never gotten into that partnership because one thing that makes Aaron and I's partnership great is that we're saying we're going to do something. We do it. When we say we're going to show up. We do it. When we, when we, when we say like, this is your job, this is your job completed by this date, we do it. And I didn't have that with the other partner and, and my insecurity and my fear and my BS allowed me to stay with somebody that was a total mess with zero integrity, zero structure, zero shits given for any other human on the planet, total ego, total selfishness, just out for himself. And this isn't like bash this dude day, but I mean, that's what I experienced. And I stayed with it because I honestly felt like, well, I made the commitment. I should just stick this thing out and sticking it out cost me a couple hundred thousand when this scumbag stole the money to spend on uh, extracurricular activities. You know, I don't, I don't know what he was doing with it, but I just Google extracurricular activities. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) Stupid shit for cars. And, 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 and it was just a, it was my fault because I, I didn't honor my side of the bargain by, by really watching this kid. And I wound up getting burned and a lot of other people got burned because we all trusted that somebody who runs at this high level, quote unquote, would have some kind of responsibility and accountability to what they say they're going to do. And he did. And I want to bite and heart. The story that, that Ian Sharon is, is one that I got to share in from the, from the outside. And, you know, to watch you go through that, was really interesting because it had so many different emotions in it. Yeah. And as you progressively moved through it, you went from 
an anxiety to an anger, like all the stages of grief almost. And to see the way you reflect on it now is, is really awesome. Um, and the way that you own pieces of that and, and are responsible for pieces of that. The, I think in some sense of the word, we can probably all think about a partnership, relationship, whatever totally. that's failed. And the biggest distinction that, that I see in the way that we look at the failure is a refusal to acknowledge responsibility yeah. or a pure acceptance of our responsibility. Not distilled, not like, well, I did this. And, you know, it was kind of mutual, like very few times is there mutuality in anything that's very emotional for us. But it's really cool to hear this was my fault. Yeah. I own this. I created oh. this scenario. And, and for those of you listening, the, the reason that's cool, uh, just so you know, <laughs> is that it requires a completion of that emotional integration. You, you have to bring all of it in and yeah. deal with it yeah. to, and then complete that and to then say, yeah. And then yeah. say like, I've let go of it, but I, I can own it. Yeah. And that's, that's a really neat thing to hear. You know, I think the best piece of advice that I got when I found out that there was a couple hundred thousand dollars out missing was stolen out of the accounts for personal use, which is embezzlement and all that shit will come to a head as the right people get involved and take care of that. And I sat at the bank and I thought, Oh my God, like I'm fucked. I'm so fucked. I cannot believe. And I called my dad in the car and I was really upset and I was crying and I wasn't angry. I was really just upset with myself because I kind of allowed this to happen. Mm. Like I didn't steal anything, but I also, I don't think prevented it. And that's the same thing my dad said was, you know, you, I told him and he said, all right, well, stuff happens. And you knew for a fact that you shouldn't have gone into this and you did. And unfortunately this lesson is going to sting a little bit. Here's the best piece of advice I can give you. Let it go and move on. And it was a lot of money. And I went home and I said, you know, I had to tell my wife and, and I said, you know, we're gonna have to pay all these people back out of our pocket because we have integrity. And, and unfortunately we just, we picked to work with a partner. That's just like this, a total loser scumbag, bottom of the barrel, you know, bottom of the earth kind of person. And, I, at that moment had to face a choice. Like, do I turn left and go backward and like get vindictive and revengeful? And, and I thought about that a couple of times. And then the other thing was like, no, the universe put this lesson here for me to get to the next level. And it's going to cost me. And if I do it right, it's going to improve every other relationship, including the one with myself. If I do this intentionally. And so it took about two weeks to get, over the pain and the fear. And then I remember uh, a hard money lender called me and I'm great friends with this guy now. And I said to him, what happened? And he said to me, what's your, what's your commitment? And I said, my commitment stands. I have integrity to my word and I'll make sure that everything gets paid back like that easy. You know, it's going to take me a lot longer than it potentially, you know, originally was, but once he heard that, he said, great, now I hold you to your integrity and your word, and that's it. And that taught me something greater than I'd, I'd really ever list, like learned in my life. And then when I went and talked to my wife about it, and I said, here's our commitment. We can't take this anger out on each other. We can't take the fear out on each other. We, we need to grow through this together. That partnership strengthened because this other partnership failed. Wow. And so our marriage today, and, and, and all of you will hear on the other episodes where well, you're hearing my wife and I on, on our mental purpose episodes, 
like our relationship is so damn good because we made a commitment to each other and we, and we, we held tight to the commitment and we didn't worry about what happened. We just kept moving forward, which then opened up, you know, like people said to me, I guess you'll never trust anybody again. You'll never partner with anybody again. But then like Aaron and I have known each other for a while. And we said like, what was it last time or the time before I was here? I was like, it's interesting how this opened up like that. And for the last three years, we've been saying like, we should work together. We should do something together. And then all of a sudden it just one day was aligned. Yeah. Because I think both of us moved out of our own way. And it's the same thing in a, a romantic relationship too, is all the shit that you bring into it, it creates the relationship. So you're kind of like just in the whirlwind. In the vortex. Yeah. And you're not really paying attention to what's real. Most of it's just made up bullshit that you're making meaning of or stuff from your past. And mm -hmm. that's it. That's my rant. <laughs> you all, go. All of that was, was really important to, to jot down. So there are two things that, that I want to call out that I'll then speak a little bit about and storytell from. So what I got from what you said was that there were two moments of trust. Yep. The first moment was trusting my gut and my intuition. Yeah. Which failed the first test. But I didn't trust my, I didn't trust my trust your gut. Right. Yeah. yeah. Then the second one is you got to trust the other person. Right. And whether or not that was, was true, maybe it was for a time, you know, is, there was is never any, thing. there was never that level of trust there. So it failed both, both yeah. barometers. And so that's my failure. Right. There's nobody to blame, but me, the result of my choice is this loser stole a shit ton of money, not just for me, but from dozens of people around the country. So when you own that decision, you can grow from it absolutely exponentially and quickly yeah, too. Absolutely. You know, if I would just blame, 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 like most people blame their wife or blame their husband or blame their kids or blame the school or the government. But the moment you're like, no, nah, dude, that remember my ball off the foot theory and you're, you had the bowling theory. The bowling. <laughs> Same thing. It will. And just, just in case you, you need further clarification, we're not disconnected from another person's actions. Mm -hmm. We're just hyper connected with our responsibility, right? And our response. Like, he, yeah. He, he, there are some actions that happened outside of our, our like influence that, right. you know, we have to respond to, but it is about what, do, how do we respond? Totally. And what piece of that is ours? And it's, it's actually all of it. It's all of it. The moment you take all of it on is the moment you grow. Love that. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Like there are a lot of things that I can say a lot of times where I'm like, F this man, like I didn't do anything. Like, why do I have to write another 10,000, $20,000 check? I didn't do anything wrong. I did though. I did something that wasn't serving. I uh, well, a long time way, ago, way back when. Right. And, right. and, and having that level of clarity and, and focus on it's take it all on. Yeah. Allow for that growth. Yeah. I think, I think, those two pieces, those two like checkpoints for trust are really important. And uh, my, my history with business partners has been, been very successful. And there are, there are two litmus tests that I have, uh, maybe, maybe three. One is, is my gut instinct positive? Is it yeah. strong? And then the second is, you know, do I trust this person? And, and, and can I validate that? But strategically, I don't think I enter into any kind of partnership quickly. And if I look back at 
all of my business relationships as they happened, you know, we would, we would kind of like experiment and like build and in a world that is so instantly gratified. Yeah. I almost sense that people have taken the same approach with a business partner, right? Like, all right, you're good at marketing, right? I'm yeah, good yeah. at sales and that guy's good at infrastructure. So like naturally we should be partners. Right. And all of a sudden now you're financially, right. ethically, morally bound. Tied in. And you haven't done it, you haven't laid any groundwork for what what is this partnership, right? You know, if if, if you've ever heard the phrase like um, like let's you know put the relationship on the on the table and talk about it, right? Let's frame the relationship. You might skip that whole step. What do we want to build? Totally. What does this look like? What's what's the integrity that we want to keep in this business? What kind of uh, ethos is here? What's the mission? You know, go back to the mission episode. Like, what's yeah. the mission of the business? If you skip those pieces. And then you jump into the backside of like, whoa, you handle logistics? I'll go right. over here handling sales. You've you've got the what figured out, but not the why. Or the how. Or the how. Yeah. And if you've also skipped the the two litmus tests of like the dating period. Yeah. yeah. The the like I I feel good about this internally and externally. How how could you possibly have a good partnership? Now, this is all hindsight for you in some cases, but you know, when, when I think about even our dynamic there, by the time we talked about a business together, there was already trust. Yeah. Cause we'd done some stuff together and like tried it out and worked and like worked on stuff together and traveled and, you know, had conversations that were congruent, but there was also like the inner dialogue of like, huh? Yep. This feels right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, and and there's a, an incredible intelligence needed. So I, I say this, you know, it takes some, some intentional work to get to this point where you can listen to your gut and then follow it. That is not automatic. Yeah, you have to clear out the shit that is intruding and, and totally. convoluting things. Like all the noise. Right. Which so, is what we do at our yes. front runner events, at our <laughs> coaching business. Like, yes. that's not a plug. I'm just saying that's what we do. That's what our expertise is. In. And that's the hard thing, right? Is you've got a lot of noise. How do you learn to follow your gut? And, and you know, people are like, oh, I trust, her, trust my gut. Like, but how do you for know the average this? person is like, well, what is my gut? How do I hear it? It's not like Jiminy Cricket just <laughs> on my shoulders. Like, hey. how do you know it's dialed in? That's well, just, a, just a general question. That's, like, that's a great question. How do you know when your gut is dialed in? I. I think that the body has a tremendous intelligence sure. and there are physical signs that tell you that you're there or you're not. I think there's an anxiousness that totally. is present when it's not right. I would agree with that. I think there's a, there's an unsettling sort of doubt that lingers and you might not be able to play. And this is, this is where people don't trust it, right? You, you almost can't explain it. Right. Um, I remember one time me and my buddy were, <laughs> we were on top of a rock in a state park and my buddy was like, Hey man, you want to watch some fireworks? And I was like, bro, I have a really bad feeling about this. <laughs> I couldn't like, there was nothing in the environment. Yeah. We were alone. It was like midnight. There was nothing in that environment that would have said, this is unsafe. Right. But I was like, I have a bad feeling about this. And we made a joke about it. And I was like, look, 
I, I don't know what this feeling is, but this is not right. <laughs> and dude, I kid you not, 10 seconds later, over the hill came a helicopter with his lights on what? and we had to take off running. So like, I'm serious. <laughs> this is sensed it. We can, we can have this story one time, but there was something intuitive that my body was aware totally. of that mentally I could never explain to you. And running through that woods <laughs> from the helicopter, <laughs> <every> fugitive. <laughs> I remember like sensing that I had sensed something before it was real. And that is the only and probably clearest moment of that entire story. Totally. Where trust and intuition was so meaningful. I have other stories where it's like, you know, we all have something. Don't, don't have that shot or like, hey, right. you know, don't, <laughs> you don't do that. Like, go home. You know, th but those are like small moments that right. like, it could go either way. This was like, I'm on top of the mountain. My buddy wants to launch firework. And I'm like, bro, I got a bad feeling. Yeah. And a flipping Wrong. helicopter comes out. <laughs> totally different. But when we, when we have these conversations with partners in business, I think we're captivated by what does this person bring? Right. What is this person great at? What happens if this works? And we get fixated on like, the well, this could, yeah, this could, money, this could be a million dollar business money, or like success. this could yep. generate or, or this yeah, could totally. bring, or this could, same thing with relationships, right? Like this, this girl's got a wealthy family or, yep. you know, I could see our future kids to get like just projecting out that we miss the gut check. Yeah. We override it because we're the butterflies in our stomach. We say, are for a different reason but to remember the the future projection the visioning doesn't have feelings and emotions in it so everything looks great when you're visioning of course everything looks great because you don't feel the anxiety of when you're about to step on that stage or what because you don't you're not going to envision the anxiety right. you're going to envision the confidence but then when reality comes like you do a lot of stage speaking you're like oh fuck, this, this it's still scary yeah right yeah. <laughs> but I want to go back to the relationship thing and the business partner thing. Like I know so many people like in the real estate business, like my business partnership and I've had a bunch of business partners. And well, one thing is I haven't lost trust because I haven't lost faith in me and my ability to course correct. So I course corrected from that. And when somebody said, like I said, you know, my partner, Aaron, we're doing this thing together with front runner and he's, and they said, well, aren't, haven't you learned your lesson about partners? And I said, I learned my lesson about me and my gauging and my understanding of That's myself deep. in a partnership. That's deep. But there's no trust loss because it was, it was me that went into a relationship without full trust. Mm. I knew from day one when we signed the agreement at Bank of America, I was signing that and I said, something's not right here. I don't trust this guy with money. I need to handle the money. And I never spoke up until quarter million bucks was missing. That's on me and it's on him, right? So it's not like, oh, the partnership got messed up because this guy stole a bunch of money and was, you know, like not to shit on this kid, but this kid's very smart, but he's got a lot of shit going on in his head and he's demons chasing him that, that forced him into this life of extracurricular activity and, and, and theft and, and, and embezzlement. And that's not on me, but it is on me because I knew from the very get go that I shouldn't have done this. But like, I know a lot of people in business, in the real estate business who, you know, aren't as outgoing and they'll find an outgoing person partner and they'll right. partner up. And then all of a sudden, a year down the road that the, they're, they're at each other's throats because they were looking to fill a void. And it's the same thing. Like I used to date in high school and college and, and I would go for women that like, 
as outgoing as most of you think I am, Aaron knows the very introverted side of me, which is really what I am, is very <laughs> introverted. I'm an extroverted introvert, so I bring the extroverted side out when I need to or when I want to. But I would go after women that were very A-type and very extroverted because it was filling that void where I felt a missing in my life. I felt insecure about that. And I felt, uh, frankly, I just felt bad about that. Like I felt like not as good because I couldn't be that guy. I couldn't right. figure out how to be that guy. The woohoo high five guy at a party. Like, I don't want to go to a party. If I do, I want it to be quiet. And <laughs> I want to sit there and like sip whiskey and not have people like be loud. And I don't want the woohoo high fivers. Like, yep. but so long story short, like I think that there are a lot of people who now are hearing this and just go and like take a second for yourself and go check in with your relationships. Maybe your current relationship your divorce that you went through, what actually went wrong? Go a couple layers deep there. What went wrong from your side? Not what you think went wrong, but what you lacked or gave too much of or couldn't provide. Think about that because most people that get divorced, they take that shit into their next relationship because they blame the other person. Carry it forever. Yeah, and then they just move on. So we all know those people. We are probably those people who look to other people to fill the void within us that we feel inadequate or, you know, unresolved with. And so this is an exercise for all of you, pen and paper moment, to start writing down the, the areas where you feel inadequate or like not enough or, or insecure. And then look at your friendships and your relationships and do your friends or spouses or business partnerships actually fill those voids or do they complement the things that you can offer? So I think the partnership that Aaron and I have, and you can speak on this too, is like, there are things that Aaron can do that I can't do at a, at the level he can, but there's nothing that you can do that I can't do. And there's nothing that I can do that you can't do. We just have different levels at which we operate, but there's nothing like, Oh, you, you, I don't know if I trust you with the money. I just had a business partner steal a ton of money. Aaron runs the money. There's not a, there's not anything in my brain that says I need to be watching the books. We'll look at the books after every event. We'll divvy up the money. We'll put it to the right expense accounts. We move on to the next event. Very simple. But that, that trust is there, not in the result of where's the money going, but the trust is there in the, a, a, a allowance of communication and clarity in the conversation, right? Yeah. It's also what, where there's trust is in integrity. Yeah. Yeah. And, right? and honoring word. So if I say to you, Hey, this is what I need this month to, to make something. I don't know. Let's say I have a, a rough month. I'm like, Hey, I need to make this decision with some capital. Right. The reason I'm telling you that is not because I want to go, you know, spend $1,200 skeet shooting. It's because I need, I, I know, that's a very bad example. <laughs> we buy gold, gold skeet. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh, man. but it's because there, there's a need there, right? So I think there's an integrity that, that we can bring to uh, any dynamic that it, it gets built up over time. It gets revealed over time. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's a better way to say it. Yeah, it's and, eroded. It's eroded because yeah. we, we build the blocks up. We build the concrete up over that soft core yep. that we know if somebody penetrates that, like we're in trouble because yep. that would, would probably kill us. Not literally, but yeah, emotionally. Yeah, and it's, you know, I, I think what, what I like about 
our dynamic and with what I have with Ortis Academy and our work there and financial intelligence and financial wellness programs with employers and, and young adult youth programs is that at every stage, I know that someone can fill my shoes. Totally. So back to your can, can't, right? Like it doesn't mean that it's going to be performed the same way or at the same caliber. And that's, that's just people's strengths and balances, but there's an interdependence. Yeah. I used to really hate the idea of being dependent mm -hmm. and how can you like thinking about it now? I'm like, how, how could I ever delegate? How could I ever grow? How could I ever trust if I'm not willing to be dependent? Like there's a difference between <laughs> like a codependency where like I'm, fi yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. fixated yeah. on, on, you as the breadwinner in our right. dynamic and what i do is i shelter inside and type code interdependence that i'm talking about is like ian i'm i'm having a really rough week can you step in and help me can you coach me totally. or hey can you run this call or hey you know let's i need I'm stuck yeah. can you step in and help me or vice versa and it might also be that, that a skill set or a client or whatever is is your area that I need access to. It might also be that um, we're building something and neither of us have expertise and we have to depend on someone else to come in and help. But if we're not interdependent, we're not trusting. Totally. I'm going to take a pause here. Let's have a check-in. Everybody listening, whether it's one person or a million people, it doesn't matter. We're only talking to you. And I want to have a check-in here. So whether you're in your car or at the gym or sitting at home or walking through the woods or whatever you're doing, listening to this, can we put the camera on the mic? We should just put a smiley face and a face on them. We should identify. But I'll still look at the mic, not the camera. <laughs> I hope you're there. Right All right. So, so I want to check in with you real quick. There's Aaron and I have said a lot of stuff and it's, I'll toot our own horns by saying it's high level as hell because we've worked through a lot of stuff and, and overcome and worked through some stuff that could, could really shut you down, you know, so really shut you down. And we just didn't allow it because our mission and our, and our vision and our purpose for this world is, is to work through these things so that we can decipher it, disseminate it, and then bring it to you. So the question is, What's come up for you as we've been talking about this? And again, we're not taking partnerships like marriage, boyfriend, girlfriend, boyfriend, boyfriend. We're not taking those intimate relationships out of the mix. They are very well in the mix because most of us use the other person to fill the voice in our life. Mm -hmm. So check in with yourself right now. You know, while we go on to this, you know, this next part, which we don't have these planned out, we're just going to talk and, and figure some stuff out. Like what's coming up for you? Pay attention to what you feel what the thoughts were that came up and follow that rabbit, like follow that down the rabbit hole or follow that path, right? Because that is, that's a, that's an illumination. That's like, who's the people that left the little breadcrumbs, Hansel and Gretel. Hansel right. and Gretel, yeah. That, that fairy tale is probably banned from today, isn't it? I don't know. Most fairy tales seem banned, but anyway, <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> um, follow that trail and see where it goes because all the the bedrock that you've built around those soft pieces inside of you that were that were that were made when you were a kid or those those conditions that were formed way back when or those habits that were formed way back when there is now rock around them there's now steel and cages around them that won't let them be penetrated something we said today penetrated it and when you follow that down we can help you erode that bedrock 
and then alleviate that pain point. And then your life gets exponentially better. It's, it's not a, it's not a joke or like a far-fetched idea. It's real. That's what transformation actually is. So going back to action, if you find something here that's challenging you, you have a question, you completely disagree with Aaron and I get on the website and click that apply button and just have a conversation. There's nothing that's going to happen from the conversation except the commitment we make, which is at the end of that conversation, you will never forget that conversation for the rest of your life. That's our commitment. No talk about money, no talk about working together. It's, we just want to talk to people that are open to understanding that there could be a different way of operating, of being and doing in this world. And we want to be a part of that. So that's it. Now, one thing I want to say real quick that, that came up when you were talking was, um, what about, like, we know plenty of people, maybe our parents were those people that like for the, you brought up breadwinner. That's what it was. And I was thinking about the people that aren't the breadwinners and what do they actually feel like? You know, the, the, the stay at home parent, what, what, whoever you are, whichever the, you know, if you have kids, whoever the stay at home parent is, do you feel like your life is what you want it to be? And that you have control of what you want to have control of. And that's just what it came up for me because like, I know in my relationship, even though I'm out front, you know, quote unquote, making the money, making the sales. I couldn't do it without Meredith. So Meredith, we, there's no like Ian's the breadwinner. Meredith's the breadwinner too, because without her, I couldn't do what I do. Without me, she couldn't do what she does. So it's a, it's a complimentary relationship versus a codependent. I love that. Yeah. I think it's important to, to just understand dynamics, yeah. right? Like the, the interdependency there is like, you can't get what you need to get done which fuels well let's, let's clear it. i could i can i she's physically capable i'm physically capable we choose just better together yeah we choose to be with each other so yeah I just so at, at that so let me i'll rephrase yeah. at at the level that you are operating yeah you need each other yeah so your production supports her ability to support your production right which supports her ability to be nurturing and it it's actually her first yeah, cool. it's the chicken and the egg. It's not. It's not the chicken or the egg. It's. I thought you said that it's the chick and the egg, and I was like, "That's an amazing wow!" It's the chick and the egg. Kick that mic over. Done. Pow. <laughs> we need we, for my editors listening to this. We need a little guy at the end, or a girl, whoever, a person that comes over and kicks the mic when we drop <laughs> when we end the episode because we say kick the mic every time. Anyway, so sorry. Carry on. Anyway, yeah. um, you know, at, at any first, point yeah. there. In a circle, you can pick any point as a start. Right. But I think true interdependency is wonderful because it's it's almost impossible to separate the two, right? Sure. Now, that doesn't mean that there aren't stop gaps. It doesn't mean that why, there are Why don't you go back and explain the difference between independent, dependent, and interdependent? Because oh, maybe, maybe somebody's not. Okay. All right. I'll try. All right. You want me to do it? <laughs> I'll try. Well, let me do it from my perspective. Then you should too. You can, you can back me up. Um, Dude, what do you got? A fire going in here? It's freaking heat on. I, I think I'm, 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 ra I'm, I'm radiating. I'm on fire. Jesus. Oh, there's man. no, there's no, nothing is on. I feel sweat. Uh, okay. Independent, interdependent. What was the other? Codependent? No. Uh, dependent, independent, and interdependent. Okay. And then cool. you have codependent, which is an outlier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so someone dependent would be completely 
reliant on someone else yeah, yeah. to achieve, produce, or become who they want to be. Independent. Which is scary, by the way. Yes. Real scary. Independent. Yeah, when you need it. Mm -hmm. Independent would be. It, it, this is my opinion here because this is gonna this is gonna filter through to some of you very strangely. Independent would be a refusal to allow anyone to influence who you are, what you produce, and what you become. Yeah, I would you, agree you are that. genuinely so like, do not own. influence yeah, me. You're on your own. Yeah, and and this is where I think many in the year of 2020 have lost their shit because lost COVID their, lost their independence. No, no, no. Like. It is, it's disrupted so many people from their job, their career, their, their relationships. Like they've lost their shit because they want to be independent, not realizing they're literally boxing themselves off from everything yeah. else. Yeah. That, that is independence, right? Interdependence is an understanding on or of the effects of a, a, a larger ecosystem on your ability to produce or become. Yes. And that ecosystem could be small, could be large, right? Like I think about this all the time when we have a client and they mail a check that they, they don't just mail a check and I get a check. It has to go through so many hands sure. to end up in my mailbox. That's interdependent. I've got to rely even without my knowledge. Yeah, it, it, you have to each, yeah. On all of the pieces of that process. So it's now we've got to go to the post office, but the post office truck needs gas. That truck oh, see, yeah, needs dude. wheels, yeah. needs parts. Yeah. Like it's so large that if you try to deny this theory, I will eat you alive. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will gobble your ankles. It's, what? <laughs> There's no ground for you to stand on in, in denying interdependency. Sure. But an evolved person not only understands it, but can contribute to that system without loss yeah yeah I, I understand it the same way it's you count on them and they count on you and and it's a reciprocal relationship right. and when one side gets outweighed that's when you get out of counterbalance and that's when you have to have that level of communication right to bring it back into true yeah so something else that came up for me when you were talking was that sounds like the perfect partnership or the perfect relationship is one of trust but the trust isn't like, are you going to lie to me? Are you going to steal from me? Are we going to make money together? The trust is, can I count on you to have integrity? Like, can we make, like you and I make these things very simple. And I know that most people listening and, and we're going to get better audio, by the way, just know yeah, that's kind of working on that. We're working on, we're just trying to figure out how to get two mics and one recording, whatever. So anyway, <laughs> I just saw a text from Eric. <laughs> pop up <laughs> your sound sucks anyway um well how does she know that was on the facebook live what that was the face listening live. to our other episode oh yeah listen the sound's not the greatest but i'm telling you this this content is fire so like yeah, listen we'll up. we'll figure it out deal with it anyway I know, that's, now 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 you made it a thing that's my insecurity <laughs> all right so um like we make things very simple and although a lot of the concepts we're talking about seem a little more overwhelming or complicated or whatever they're not, they're just, we're just explaining a bunch of different things because you might not understand it the first way, but understood it the third way. And then you, yes, you might understand it the fifth way and not the first way or the 10th way. Like, so we're just giving a bunch of different uh, options here. But at the, at the end of the day, I think in our partnerships, in all capacities in life, it comes down to 
are you going to do what you say you're going to do? Are you going to be and become the person that you say you're going to become? Because at the end of the day, really, it's only being and doing, and then you have the result. If you don't have the result you want, it's because you are not who you need to be to get that result, whether it's in your relationship, your marriage, your body, your finances, your business, your business partnership, you are not who can get that. And now you have to move out of your own way and reaffirm your commitment to getting into that alignment that can get what you want, mm -hmm. or you're going to wish for it all day long. And then, you know, the quote from Tommy boy is, you can wish in one hand shit in the other to see what one fills up first. I love that. <laughs> you hell of a look at a good heap of by sticking your head off a bull's ass, but <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> no, but so, so it's, it's an interesting concept and very big. However, it can be that small. And I, and I, and I'm open to anybody's feedback on that, but I think, I think it could be as simple as that. Like in a partnership, in a relationship, if you do not have integrity to your word, if you do not honor your commitment to be and do what you say, then you are not, you are not someone that can be interdependent upon. Is that a real word? I, I like it though. Yeah. You, you, this doesn't, it's not an interdependent relationship. You are now dependent or independent or codependent, but interdependent in our definition is probably the one where you want to be yeah. because then it's reciprocated mm -hmm. and it's not like, well, this guy did all the work and you only cut a check. Like that's where you have animosity and BS. Mm -hmm. So codependent, definitely out. Yeah. That's where you need each other and you can't, it's like an unhealthy, it's unhealthy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, in, in some sort of summation, anyone looking for a business partner or looking to develop a relationship, the, the best piece of advice that I could probably offer you is to be patient. You know, the, the trust, the, the check of integrity, the gut check, all of those pieces take a little bit of time. Sure. And, you know, it's, there's an adage of like day before you marry in, in business, right? Let's, let's, let's do a little bit of work together before we sign a big deal together. Sure. There, there's some of that, but even beyond that, there's, a need to check our impulses. Yeah. When I put something in my Amazon cart and your baggage. Yeah. Yeah. You got to do the work. But like when I put something in my Amazon cart, that's pure emotion. Yeah. It's just like, Oh my God, this is awesome. Click. I have a drum set in mine. That is, I can't wait to hear that. <laughs> it's, it's blacked out. man. No chrome. It's all black. Oh God. It's sick. I'm glad I don't live in that house. It's not going to happen. So if, if I buy right then, I'm likely to get that box in the mail and have plenty of buyer's remorse. Sure. Now in business, when you make that impulsive decision, that buyer's remorse is way more consequential. Like you are on paper, sure. whether it's the articles of organization or the business agreement or what have you. You're in a bank account. It's significant. And if you can dodge the initial impulse and just sit in a little bit, you will naturally find yourself able to make better choices about who you align with, who's on your cap table, all of those pieces. Uh, and that I, I'm very fortunate to say that that strategy yeah. has worked really, really well. Yeah. I think checking your baggage 
and understanding yourself before you get into a relationship or a business partnership. And by the way, my marriage, the relationship I'm in with my wife, I got into that not knowing who I was. If any of you knew me in 2010, like you won't, you won't recognize me today because I don't look like that guy from 10 years ago. And I didn't know who I was, but our level of commitment was to figure it out and constantly shift and, and evolve ourselves into the people we wanted to be, to have the business, have the life, the lifestyle, the kids, mm -hmm. the house, all that stuff that we wanted. But like for business partnerships, I think the best thing you can do is understand yourself so much that, that you have that conversation up front and say like, hey, here are the things that I'm scared about or here are the things that derail me or here's the things like, like I tell you all the time, I am a huge visionary and I have to write everything out so that I can organize it up, but you can just keep it in your head. And so, although that sounds small, like when two visionaries come together and they both have different process, that could be challenging for one or the other. And I'm yeah. working through it because I trust your process and you're working through it because you trust mine, but it just, it works. Yeah. And we've, you know, so you guys listening know, like we consistently have these conversations of, Hey, here's what I want. Hey, here's what I like. Hey, here's what would be preferable from my side. Right. Hey, this is what I think would be best for, you know, strategically. And, totally. and it's important to know in those dialogues, us stating what we want is not there and present to win. No. It's just there to acknowledge with some integrity where we're coming from. Sure. And I think you and I do a really good job of, listening to the other person's perspective before we respond. And if you're going to write a whole bunch of stuff out, flip it, write it, write it go right. write it. And then we'll talk about it. Yeah. Right. And, and knowing each other's styles is part of it. And that comes, that comes back to trust. Like sure. I, I trust that if you wrote something up, we've, we've got a board here that, that Ian's written a lot of stuff on. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, dude, we, when you saw me write out that, that one right there that's laying on the floor, yeah. that's when the partnership actually that's really it. was like, you're, right. you're like, oh, okay, th this could benefit me and I can benefit you. Okay, yep. that works. Yeah. You know? And, you know, as, as Ian writes all this stuff out, I, I am 100% clear that if I went up to one of those lines was like, hey, man, I, I disagree with this. It, the initial response that Ian would have, this is what I, I respect about Ian, Ian would go, let's talk about it. And he has a very weird inflection, a very, very Ianism <laughs> inflection. Well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it opens the door. It doesn't shut the door. And that's, that's, that's a piece of integrity that I've noticed and have spent a lot of intentional time noticing yeah. way before we were partners. Sure. And that's patient. It takes patience to, to like Ugh. wait. Patience. Duh. I don't know. And there's, there's also the next phase, which is, even if, even if you said something, I have a commitment to not making meaning of how you said it, why you said it, why were you standing in the kitchen when you said it? Do you not respect me enough to like all the bullshit? <laughs> think about, just think about what I just went into, right? Most of our relationships, friendships, spousal relationships, like, for, like you're playing off of something that someone made a meaning to. Right? Dude. My favorite show, Dude, yes. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. No joke. <laughs> My favorite show. It is all about meaning that people make from their trauma yeah. that they had way back when. And 
Like if you said to me, yo, what's up with this board, man? I don't like any of this. It'd be like, okay, cool. Well, let's talk about it. Yeah. There's no, yeah. my obligation is to stay here in the present moment and not go to like, well, why you say it like that? Like, your ideas are better than mine. And then all of a sudden it just goes to right. shit. <laughs> right. But if you hold a commitment of being an in integrity and honoring your, your, your commitment to your word, which is also don't make meaning out of stupid shit. Don't bring that into your brain space. Dude, and I know we need to wrap soon, but yeah. like, I don't know how long it's been. We should probably time not, not a clue. Um, it's <laughs> been about an hour. Um, I, I remember very early on in Orders Academy, we would have conversations and, and two of the individuals um, on our team would ask questions. They, they, were, they were perfectly good questions. However, what I would do is I initially would internalize them as doubt. Yeah. I made meaning that they doubted, right? Doubted you. Me yeah, as a leader, leader right? Yep. Now, I made that meaning. Totally. That was not the intention of their questions. And later I learned that- You put it on them though? Did you put that back I, on them? Maybe, maybe uh, without thinking. You look at them differently, judge them a little differently. It took a while to, I would say, I didn't look at them differently, but it definitely made those meetings harder. Sure. It, I, I struggled to maintain my composure sure. and not feel, not use my emotions in those meetings. Did I do it perfectly? Heck no, I'm sure I, I'm sure I did. Yeah. I'm not aware of that at the time. But I can tell you that there was a moment where I understood that what they needed was clarity yeah. and they needed more detail. Here I was, I was just like painting a picture. I'm like, I, I draw one blue brush stroke across this canvas and I'm like, <laughs> do you see the sky? And they're like, well, is it sunset? Is it, is it, is that an ocean? There's literally only one stroke right. on the canvas. And, and you're like, do you not trust me? <laughs> right, yeah, right. Yeah. A huge question comes up like, what do you, you don't believe in me? Right. And when I realized that what they needed from me in my leadership was more detail, I could sit in on that conversation and answer questions totally. and not be alarmed, not make meaning of it, totally. not go into like defense mode. And that's when our relationship evolved to then I could come to a meeting, sure. paint one brushstroke and be like, now I'm ready for your questions. Yeah. What haven't I made clear? Totally. And that's, I think an example of not making meaning, but also trusting that everyone has their own method. And yeah. our job as partners is to figure out how, does your method and my method align? Not how are they different? Right. That is not the question. How do they align? Yeah. It's very, very different. Yeah. I was thinking of something. If you, if you want to, like making meaning of things is probably one of the biggest foundational elements of our lives. Go watch the news. Go watch. It's, it, just remember, meaning is interpretation of something that happened. And the people, the course, the company that does that best is Landmark Education. Like, hands down, you want to learn about the meaning you make of life, you go to Landmark, period. I give That's Landmark great. a lot of credit. And yes, Aaron and I own a coaching company and a mastermind events company. However, Landmark, Aaron and I have both been to, I, I went, you know, three or four years ago and started that journey. I've got thousands of hours in that training. I encourage you to go. You've got a bunch of hours in that training. That is the best training period I've ever experienced in my life. Yep. 
besides our coaching businesses, we're, which are foundationalized from what we've learned about ourselves and through those skills at Landmark. So I just got to give Landmark a big, a big shout out because it's, it's something that's been probably the most beneficial in my life out of any other type of training. It was a phenomenal event. Yeah. And yeah. they are, it's, it's so eye opening to see yeah. what happens when meaning yeah. is installed improperly. Yeah. Like, there is some, life by dude, that. there's some serious damage that is done based on meaning Decades. being installed improperly. And you can take what happened as a kid, what happened as adults, what happened in the grocery store, everything, bro, every moment. Yeah. If you install meaning inappropriately, you are going to suffer from it. Yeah, it's going to take up brain space, like literally every single aspect of your life from the alarm didn't go off when you tried to set it. So it's, you made it mean that Apple's iPhones are blah, 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 this, or it's your internet provider. Just take here. Okay. Pause. Here's another exercise. No joke. Track your day and what you make meaning towards. I guarantee you it's 150 things plus so guaranteed fast. because it's exponential. Once the, once the rock starts rolling down the hill, that's it. It's, from the moment you get up, that the, the, the way that you woke up means that your bed isn't this and that you're not good enough and all this. Like, I'm telling you, you're, the, the meaning you make is insane. And it is, it is killing you and it's crowding your brain space and your life. And when you can free yourself, which is what Aaron and I have done. And yeah, there's still some meaning that pops up, but we have the skills to be able to squash it and move fast quickly from it. But, you know, Meaning. Oh my God. That's probably one of the biggest lessons from this. It's going to be something we talk about more. Yeah. And we're going to, we're going to have a whole conversation about meaning on, you know, maybe the next, maybe the next one, we'll just do meaning, but that's something that also Meredith and I are going to, are going to uh, cover on one of our podcast episodes because we talk about trust and Meredith and I are going to talk about her getting involved in business with me. I threw Meredith into the deep end after my first like eight months in the business. I literally brought Meredith in because I was afraid to hire somebody because I didn't trust myself enough mm. to, to know that this was sustainable at the level at which I was operating and succeeding through Mare in. And you talk about commitment. That girl didn't quit. She learned these systems. She learned about the business. I was like almost zero help. I was building our team and she stepped up and she took care of business. And that is true interdependency. She counted on me. And I counted on her. And although we were very different people back then, and I think she was more of a, of a victim because I was more of a, a, a she called me a terrorist. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? I was aggressive. I was scared to death that if this didn't work, I was going to be a failure and a loser. And I took a lot of that out on her, not on her, but I took it out on the person that I saw the most. And so we're going to talk about all that stuff. So I just want to, I just want to like acknowledge that because that, all this stuff is therapeutic too for us. It is. And when you hear the first episode with Meredith and I, like I learned and realized some stuff that I really had never seen before in from our relationship, things that I appreciated and, and we're very grateful about from her and, and from Aaron. So these are cathartic for us too, to be able to talk, to not only give you the information, but to figure things out for ourselves too, as we go through these journeys together. So I don't know, there's a lot that we can say about and we'll, maybe we'll come back to the subject. We'll, we'll look for your DMs and your private messages and your emails and reaching out to us and talking to us about this stuff as it comes up. Like, 
I don't know, whatever you need from us, go. So you got anything you want to say before we wrap up? No, drop some comments in, you know, yeah. let us know what, what you connected with. The, the most joyful part of, of sharing this openly um, about, about all things is how it reaches you and how it may help you make a shift. So, or what meaning you're making of it. Or what me oh, oh. Talk about like the inception, <laughs> dream within a dream. Yeah. Like, uh, think about that though. Are you making meaning of Aaron and I being right or Aaron and I being wrong or that's them or you grew up like that and I didn't grow up like this and, and, and like, think about it. What's going on in your head right now that you're making meaning of to justify why you're right or why you're wrong or why you're not good enough? And that shit happens way more than you think it does. So just pay attention to that. And we're here to help however we can. I think a good topic would be right and wrong. Right down. That'd be a phenomenal. There's no such thing as right or wrong. That's what I mean. Right, we'll we'll, need to we'll put that on the list. Yeah. Uh, dude, thanks for having me again. Dude, it's not, this isn't having you. This, now, yeah, this is Aaron and Ian now, now we're a part of this thing. It's Ian and Aaron in the loft. In the loft. It sounds a little weird, but whatever. Yeah, it does sound it's, weird. It's not as weird as you're, you're going to, Spend $1,200 shooting clays. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. Probably not as weird as the fact that my favorite show is Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. It's true. People are going to know a lot about us. True. Well, listen, we're transparent. We're here to help the world however we can grow and transform <laughs> into the people that they choose to be. And that's our commitment. So you're going to know a lot about us. The good, the bad, shit we failed at. I mean, I could get really deep into the, the partnership thing. I just... I'm being very careful because of what's, you know, what's coming, what's coming next with that whole situation. But I, I don't hate or, or, or blame. It's something that happened. I didn't make any meaning of it. I did for about two weeks, to be honest. But now it's a thing that I am very grateful for, even though it's a lot of money and there's still something that needs to come from it. I'm very grateful for that period of my life. I wouldn't be who I am today. I wouldn't be the partner, the husband, the father, the person, business partner, the coach, real estate agent, I wouldn't be that today without that situation. So at that, at that pivotal moment, I had a choice. Am I going to make this mean that I'm a failure? I'm a loser. I'm a sucker. I'm a this, or am I going to make this what it is? And I'm going to shift myself accordingly. I love that. Yeah. So that's it. Peeps. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, remember to catch us on our YouTube channel. If you want to see Aaron and I's pretty faces, I got dressed up for you today. Actually, I had a bunch of appointments, but I, I came here in my fall gear. So let's uh, celebrate that. Go to YouTube and check out the Mental Purpose YouTube page. <laughs> you do my, look very autumnal. See, see, see my pretty um, uh, cinnamony autumn leaf sweater. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I was going to add another word. <laughs> but other than that, we appreciate you. Um, go to the website. Go to iTunes. Go to Spotify and Stitcher. And if you like this, rate and review it. I mean, we want to hear from you. We want to know how we're impacting you. If we're dead on, great. If we're not, like, how can we, how can we make this the best and most transformative experience for you possible? So again, people on purpose take action. I know for a fact that you got something from this. I know for a fact. And if you're the type of person that said, yeah, I know all this stuff already, you need, you need to take action <laughs> and make that phone call, make that, make that commitment to filling out the app. Again, the app doesn't do anything crazy. It connects you to us or you can DM us. I don't care what you do. However you want to reach out, reach out. But the best way to do it is through the proper channels, which is 
ianloboss.com forward slash apply. Get that application done. It's very quick. It'll come over to us. We'll jump on a phone call together and we'll see how we can, we can, uh, we can help you guide you in your life. And that's it. I mean, nice and easy. So for the episode on partnerships, this is Ian and Aaron saying, thank you. We'll catch you on the next one. Later. Thanks again for listening to the Men on Purpose podcast, where our mission is to educate, elevate, and activate every man to truly live their best, most fulfilling life possible. To find out more about the podcast, our guests, or becoming a man on purpose, visit menonpurposepodcast.com and choose your most purposeful path forward.